Hey guys, thanks for joining us for the extra show this month, uh, June 2018, 2018. I am going to talk about the Daikon Flames of War tournament. So my friend Jim and I, who have been playing Flames of War now for six months, you know, there's not a lot around us. Nobody really plays it near us. You're talking hours away for tournaments if you want to find another game group. But I did happen to see a tournament at a local convention down south from us in Collinsville, Illinois. It's only about an hour and 20 minutes away. And they were running 100-point version 4 mid-war, so I talked to my buddy Jim into going down there with me. And it's interesting because we've only played a couple games at 100 points. You can check out the YouTube battle reports. I think we have two of them on there at 100 points. And it, we just thought it would, you know, A, it would provide us playing a game that we aren't used to. And then B, it would get us into a, a different gaming area. So when I went to Adepticon, you know... I recorded the extra show talking about Flames of War at Adepticon, and I didn't particularly love that tournament. I thought that, you know, maybe Flames of War in a tournament environment wasn't for me, uh, at least not at that level. But I thought if we go an hour and a half south of us, you know, there will be different people. It might be a different meta. Maybe guys are just more about historical accuracy, or maybe they're more about just having friendly games, and they're not so concentrated on winning or... You know, I just thought it might be a different kind of feel, so we decided to go down there. I, you know, I didn't want to let one tournament determine my feelings on tournaments in general for the entirety of this game system. So we went down. It was a Saturday. It was a single-day tournament, two-and-a-half-hour rounds at 100 points, three rounds. We had eight players. Ten players, not eight players. Yeah, that's right. Gee, and Italy can't remember anything. A guy named William ran it. Really appreciate you running it, buddy. Uh, Jim took his Germans at 100 points. <laughs> we were talking about, and I was like, "Man, at 100 points, you could run a tiger." And he's like, "I'm already painting it." Really, that—that's kind of the secret of this tournament is I used it to get Jim to paint his stuff because Jim's not the fastest painter on earth, uh, and he hasn't exactly been painting. He has been buying a lot. Uh, he has—he has an issue. He likes to buy things. So do I. But I paint them as well. <laughs> so we did get Jim to paint a 100-point army. Mind you, 29 points of that was a tiger. Uh, I took a 100-point American force. The base formation was a rifle company, so I had a rifle HQ, two rifle platoons that were short rifle platoons with an extra LMG bought in. I had five M3 Lees. Two of them were upgunned. I had five Stuarts. I had a set of Warhawks, a six-man mortar platoon, and I took 20 points worth of upgrade cards, command cards. So everybody on foot was upgraded to skill four, and hit on four instead of being hit on threes and skill fives because balls on that. I also had a recce platoon and a 75 mil assault guns on the uh, half tracks, and I upgraded those guys as well to skill four so that they could range themselves in decently. And, you know, it worked out well, actually. Uh, I think those upgrades were well worth the points investments to get them up to being hit on four they became super survivable especially at the start of the game you start dug in concealed gone to ground suddenly you're needing sixes to hit me uh, it was a lot more survivable for me and ranging in all my artillery on fours instead of fives it it really did make a big difference so round one i played against a german player the guy that actually ended up winning the tournament and i can't remember what any of these guys had really at this point i put some pictures on uh twitter if you guys want to go search for those, only a couple pictures. He had a number of Panzer threes, some Martyrs, ten and a half centimeter artillery, the Scout Car Recce platoons. He had some Stukas, uh, and then I think one Rifle Company. 
Is that right? No, he had two rifle companies. Good grief. Uh, but we ended up playing No Retreat, which is the long long table scenario. And I had to attack, and he got to choose the board edge. So he had a great edge where all his artillery was hidden behind a very, very large hill. Uh, he had his spotters on top of that hill just throwing artillery all over my face. And what ended up happening is I came up the board, and there are two objectives. One which was way out that I was not going to get anywhere near, and then one that I could actually get near. All my tanks came around one flank towards the one that I wasn't going to get near. I really shouldn't have went that direction. And the martyrs just smoked me. Like, I can't do anything when you're throwing uh, AT-12 at me, and he just blew every tank I had up. My stewards actually did get over there and start taking shots into the martyrs, but they just uh, dice couldn't couldn't manage any of my four plus firepower rolls to kill i think i killed one out of the four martyrs and then my infantry was all over the one objective and he came in basically at the very end of the game he threw everything he had at those infantry to get them off that objective his panzer threes went in his scout cars went in his infantry platoon went in much to my pride my bazooka man, along with my infantry, managed to kill all three of his Panzer threes on the way in. Uh, they killed one on the way in and then counterattacked and killed uh, one and bailed the other. And then, of course, he couldn't drive away, so the bailed one died as well. And then, you know, it kind of went back and forth for a second, but eventually he did break me. I had to fall back off the objective, which is what gave him the win. Round two, I fought another U.S. list. He had armored rifle platoons. And so he had two recce platoons, an armored rifle platoon, a unit of three M10 tank destroyers. He also had a group of Warhawks. And this game was against him from the start. Again, this was the no retreat scenario. We were using the more missions battle chart, I guess you would call it, to uh, decide what the missions would be and then ran them out of that. So this ended up being no retreat, the same scenario I just played. Except this time I was defending, which was great for me. He basically had to drive across the board, and the board wasn't very good for him. It was pretty wide open. So he comes across the board on his turn one. My turn one not only goes super-duper well for me, like it goes ridiculously well for me. I had a unit of British six-pounders that ambushed in, killed two of his tank destroyers. Uh, my airplane showed up, killed two of his 75mm assault guns that were in the backfield. I killed, I think, three of his half-tracks, bailed another one. And then on his turn, two, his last 75mm assault gun ran away. His M10 unit ran away. Um, the half-tracks, they don't get back in, man. Like Once you go out, you might as well forget it because they only bail in on sixes. He did eventually realize like he was not going to dig me off of one objective, so he switched sides and went the other direction. His unit of five M3 Lees did manage to come down a road on that side and kill a couple of Stuarts and one or two of my Lees. But again, I had a ton of infantry dug in in buildings on the objective. And after about five rounds, as I just kind of whittled him down, like he had a couple of recce platoons. And I think half of his infantry left. And he's like, we're just going to call. He's like, I'm not going to stop you. I can't. There's no way I'm going to dig you off the objective. So he decided to concede. So that one's a big win for me. Um, I really don't like that scenario. I don't like it being the attacker. I sure don't like it being the defender. Because it just seems so hard to, to win as the as the attacker. Um, and as the defender, if 
you know, at least on that table, especially. And even on the first table, you know, the guy had all his artillery set up behind this giant hill. I couldn't do anything about it. Maybe that says something about how we're setting tables up and we should consider that. But anyway, uh, third round, I played another U.S. guy running armored rifles as well, except he allied in two Churchill tanks, which I had no way to kill. Uh, my upgunned M3 Lees could kill them if I, you know, managed to hit him. He rolls a one for his uh, save, and then I managed to roll my three plus. And, and that, at best, that would bail him. You know, front armor, I think nine on those bros. So uh, a one is an equal. And then, yeah, he has, so I have to bail him. He has to not get back in. And then I have to hopefully double bail him to get him to actually blow up. Yeah, just, just not promising. I played, this mission was the fallback one. So every turn, basically, I'm taking a unit off the table. It it just didn't go well for me. I think I deployed poorly. He deployed very heavily on my right flank. I deployed pretty evenly across the board, so half my forces were just not anywhere nearby to do anything. I did happen to have my HQ, my rifle HQ, up on the second floor of a building, which gave me a great place to call down artillery, but it just wasn't happening for me. He got a unit of stewards all the way around the back of my six-pounders because I just couldn't kill him. Um, again, there were a couple turns where I'm like, Hey, I need, you know, three and four plus firepowers just wasn't making it. I killed about half of his lees, but he took me off the objective on, I think turn four and ended up winning the game. So one win, two losses. Everybody there was pretty friendly. Uh, super nice guys. I do think that that was a more entertaining and fun tournament than I had at Adepticon and maybe Adepticon, uh, was a little harsher because I had a hangover and it was four rounds in one day, which is a lot. Like it, it wears on you. It really does. But me and Jim really did enjoy. I think Jim went 0 and 3, so lost all three games. He said in one game he actually did lose the tiger. Someone managed to kill it. So I'm not entirely sure how that occurred, but obviously tigers can be killed. I think it was against the U.S. guy I played in round two. So he had three M10s. They can kill a tiger, so you know it can happen. There was enough prize support. Uh, Battlefront was super awesome. They sent a bunch of stuff. All of us got a free Churchill plastic tank. So I have a Churchill now. Don't know exactly what I'll do with him. I guess I could ally him into a game for just humor's sake. Um, or, I mean, I've got Lees and Shermans. I could always just run a British armored list for funsies and just to kind of change everything up. Like I said, a guy named, I think his name is Clay. He played Germans in round one. I fought him. He ended up winning the tournament. Uh, the guy who I played in round two, his name was Everett, I believe. He won best sportsmanship. Uh, Clay also won best painting. And then they had an award. So they said, they had like a side thing that they said, hey, if you want to bring a table and terrain, please do. And so I, I'm pretty sure three of the five tables we had were brought by players. One of them, I brought a table of terrain. Now, if you guys look at my Twitter or if you watch the videos, uh, I brought my Normandy table, which is a super crowded table, but it's also very cool looking in my opinion. It's got telephone poles and roadways and a small village and trees and hills and lakes, and it is very busy, and everyone said that. Everyone's like, that table is like super duper busy, but it did get voted for best table, <laughs> so the award for best table, in my opinion, was probably the best award there, uh, was a cigar box battle mat, eastern front cloth table mat six by four so that's like a sixty dollar seventy dollar mat 
I was super excited to win that, let me tell you. <laughs> um, some of the other prizes, there was the uh, the KN Church, which is a really big church. It's like a $58 building from Battlefront. They had another two-story building. They had two of the hardback 4th edition rule books. Uh, Jim ended up getting wooden spoon prize which was he ended up with i think it's jr miniatures it was a really cool looking bunker that felt like it was made of real concrete and you could actually like kill somebody with if you hit him with it so it was really well run it was on time uh daikon like i said it was in collinsville illinois there was like seven restaurants right next door to the convention center and it's right off the interstate like it was not hard to get to it wasn't super expensive uh, single day reg was, I think, $25, and then it was $5 to get in the tournament. So if you guys uh, live you know, in southern Illinois and you play Flames of War, you're interested in Flames of War, next year, take a look for DICON. You can look that up. Uh, we had a lot of fun, and you know, I certainly wouldn't be against going back to play again next year. So thanks for listening to the extra show this uh, month, guys. Sorry I didn't get an extra show out last month. Uh, I was going to talk about the board game convention that my family went to called Geekway to the West that's in St. Louis but I didn't get to it and really I don't I mean there's not much to say it's a board game convention it is a hell of a lot of fun look up Geekway to the West it's a great time but that's it thanks a lot have a good one